awesome. Well, I think we just go off the stage now. Wow, thank you so much. Really helps when we all sing, you know. Um, I want to read you a quote from uh, Terry Tempest Williams. You know, as I said, we're from the mountains. We, uh, and we've done a lot of vision quest work. This is um, what she says, Terry Tempest Williams says. The eyes of the future are looking back at us. And they are praying for us to see beyond our own time. They are kneeling with hands clasped that we might act with restraint, that we might leave room for the life that is destined to come, to protect what is wild, to protect what is gentle. Perhaps the wildness we fear is the pause between our own heartbeats, the silent space that says, we live only by grace. Wilderness lives by this same grace. Wild mercy is in our hands. <clears throat> so there's a, a, a teacher and a, a speaker and a professor. You might know of her, uh, Terry Tempest. I'm sorry, Brene Brown. Have you heard her? So. She's so great, and those of you who have not heard of her, you can catch her on YouTube. She, she has done some amazing talks on um, vulnerability and uh, true courage and shame, and, and she's awesome. She's a professor at the University of Houston, and she's a clinical uh, psychologist. So when she started doing this work and speaking and stuff, it wasn't just like theoretical on her part. It, it has solid research behind it. So. She speaks at length uh, about the difference between true belonging and just fitting in. So in an age of increased polarization, she says that it's easy to fall into a kind of false intimacy with other people when we join together against a common enemy. Ooh, I hear that mm, going on, right? But what she, she says what we're actually longing for is the internal strength and courage to know who we really are and to find sacredness both in being a part of something and in standing alone when necessary. So Brown's extensive research has found that we human beings are hardwired for intimacy and connection. And in order to be hateful and violent to one another, we must first dehumanize our enemies. So uh, this rings so true to me. I mean, she says there are four practices of true belonging, and they require us to be vulnerable, to get uncomfortable, and learn how to be with people without sacrificing who we are and what we value. Right? All right. So here you go. Here's the first one. People are hard to hate close up. <laughs> She suggests that we move in. Number two, speak truth to BS, but be civil about it. Number three, hold hands with strangers. And the fourth one, strong back, soft front, wild heart. So in her book, Braving the Wilderness, I'm going to read this. She speaks soulfully of true belonging and wholeheartedness in the wilds of our psyche. She says, the internal wilderness is an untamed, unpredictable place of solitude and searching. 
It's a place as dangerous as it is breathtaking, a place as sought after as it is feared. But it turns out to be the place of true belonging, and it's the bravest and most sacred place you will ever stand. He was Wild Heart. <clears throat> We are. Now, if you'll turn your attention to the handsome guy behind the piano. Let's let him speak. I love that. Let him speak. She says that more often than not. So glad to be here with you today. Thank you um, for having us. I'm going to put this down so I can see you people over there. So my father was a Mennonite minister. And uh, when I was in high school, we lived in this little farm town in the middle of Illinois. And there were probably 3,000 people at the most, all of us of European descent. And somehow he became passionate about civil rights. This was like 1965. So, <clears throat> I obviously inherited a lot from him. And one of the things I inherited was to speak in my way of speaking, which is to write songs when I'm passionate, when I see something that I find uh, breaks my heart. And uh, currently, the fact that families got separated, children got separated from their parents and their mothers, whatever, all that just broke my heart. So a couple of years ago, I was with people that you know, some of you will know Karen Drucker, of course, and David Roth, you know David too. So the three of us wrote this song we're gonna do. And we were instructed by the words of uh, a German pastor at the end of World War II, Martin Neumuller. He said something like this. First they came for the trade unionists I was not a trade unionist, so I didn't say anything. Then they came for the socialists, and I was not a socialist, so I said nothing. Then they came for the Jews, and I was not a Jew, so I said nothing. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. Hmm. Gotta take care of each other, you know. Mm -hmm. I keep mentioning that J.D. and I from the mountains of Colorado, where it is just lovely. We're so grateful that we get to live there, and sometimes we have a drought, like I think you guys do down here, too. And we get fires. And I feel sometimes that the fire is not only physical and really scary, but um, there are fires all over the place in terms of other things that are going on. It sometimes feels like the world is on fire. But as it is, what we've learned is that it's good time, during those times, to dream of rain. I know you guys know this song. If you want to sing along, just do it pretty. <laughs> <laughs> 